0: Chapter 1. Fame I ought to be famous. I say this because my name has appeared in an issue of Entertainment Weekly. Harrison Ford is on the cover, and I'm on page 118. I had the clipping to prove it. Never mind that not one of my many friends who eagerly devour the magazine each week even noticed my mention, and that I only found out about it when one of the guys at the gym said, Someone with the same name as yours is in the new Entertainment Weekly. Isn't that weird? Forget for a moment that there is only one sentence about me. Ignore the fact that the only reason I'm in there at all is because I put Alec Baldwin's name in the title of one of my books and someone thought it would be amusing to point that out. These things are not important. What's important is that I am in Entertainment Weekly right there in the same paragraph as Al Franken. I think that entitles me to something. I have always loved those stories in which some small incident starts a chain of events that results in fantastic good luck for someone. You know, like when you hear an actor talking about how only six months ago he was living in squalor and licking the stains off his couch because he couldn't afford food. But then some director happened to catch a commercial he made for shaving cream and decided to cast him in the biggest movie of the summer, launching him into superstardom or when some television mogul on a cross-country flight needs something to pass the time and reads a really great novel by this writer he's never heard of, but whose book he picked up because it was the first thing he saw at the newsstand and liked it so much, he calls the writer to see if maybe he'd like to try writing a sitcom, ending the writer's worry about paying rent? These are very nice stories. Unfortunately, they do not happen nearly as often as one would like especially if you are one of the struggling actors or writers waiting for one of these life-changing phone calls. It is all well and good to believe that just when you are on the brink of running out of money and becoming homeless, the manuscript you sent out a year ago and forgot about will be bought for a million dollars by someone who just plucked it up from the pile on his desk. In my experience, however, what is more likely to happen is that while you're waiting for the phone call that will change your life, Your agent will send you an email informing you that she has just returned from a meeting at which it was decided that no one likes you and you should die. Still, I tried to remain optimistic. So, when I discovered my name in Entertainment Weekly, I was fully prepared for the phone to start ringing off the hook with offers from people in Hollywood. I didn't know what kind of offers exactly, but I had ideas. I thought surely they would find the title of my book so hysterical that they would beg me to turn my talents to the screen big or small, I didn't care which one. After all, I'd always been told that agents and executives scanned the pages of such magazines looking for previously unknown talents to exploit. Surely at least one would see my mention and decide he had to have me. Well, this did not happen. During the first couple of days after the issue hit the stands, I barely left the house. I knew that if I did, I would miss a call from Steven Spielberg or the producers of Will and Grace begging me to lend my talents to their latest endeavors. I blamed their silence on the fact that I was on page 118 and they probably hadn't gotten that far yet, being busy with other matters like deciding where to take me to lunch once they found me. I fantasized about what I would do with all the money they were certain to offer, get the dog a new hip and me a haircut, and I checked the phone often to make sure it was working properly. When the next week rolled around and the Harrison Ford issue was replaced with the Jennifer Lopez issue, I started to worry. Everyone knows that last week's news is ancient history in Tinseltown, and now I was competing with a whole new crop of would-be stars. I opened the magazine and flipped through it anxiously to see what I was up against. Then I saw it. There, on page 34, a whole 84 pages before my mention had appeared, I found an article about some 19-year-old college student who had been paid nearly a million dollars for his first novel, which some studio exec on a cross-country flight happened to read and decided to make into a movie for that oh-so-desirable 18-to-24 market. I handled this as well as could be expected. I took out the clipping with my name in it and stared at it while stifling the racking sobs that longed to break forth from my throat. Maybe, I tried to convince myself, it was enough just to be mentioned. Isn't that what people who lose at the Oscars always say when they smile and reach for the Prozac in their handbags? But in my heart, I knew it wasn't enough. I'd gotten so close. I was in the same issue with Harrison Ford. But it was the wrong Ford on the cover. I wanted it to be me up front and him on page 118.